Hello and welcome to this Bakery and Snacks podcast from Snacksbo 2014 in Dallas, Texas. I'm Casey Kalini and I'm delighted to be joined by the president and CEO of the Snack Food Association, Tom Dempsey. Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you, my pleasure. Now, Tom, I wanted to discuss a topic that's certainly been hitting headlines of late, GMOs. So let me get a sense of what the Snack Food Association's position on GMOs is. We see it as a two-pronged issue. Uh, One is the science of GMOs, which proves that there's nothing really uh, wrong with them, nothing that should be scientifically a concern to anyone uh, with them in the food stream. Probably 70% of the foods on our grocery stores today have been modified in some form or another for the last 18 or 19 years. For us to provide food for the population in the United States, we need to have genetically modified foods. That's the one aspect. It is a PR campaign that has painted GMOs as a bad thing. Set that aside, there's also the reality of uh, marketing our members' products in the marketplace and that if we allow a patchwork of state uh, regulations to determine what has to be labeled or how it's to be labeled, it really restricts our ability to, to have commerce. So what the SFA is trying to do, along with a lot of other food groups, as we form the Coalition for Safe, Affordable Foods, is to impress upon the federal legislator and agencies that we need a single solution to the GMO labeling. Okay, so in terms of the solution, you've got a picture of where you want to take that. What about the PR aspect? A little bit trickier to deal with for industry. Uh, Very tricky. Obviously, big corporations, big food companies, are always held under suspicion. Uh, We have all kind of data that if this was a family-owned business, they're going to play much better than a large multinational corporation. So with that, we have as a, as a burden to begin with, a burden of proof. However, it doesn't mean we can't do education to educate the public about the goodness and what happens when we have genetically modified foods that allows us to use less pesticides, greater sustainability, greater production, able to feed more people, which is needed. All that is really impossible or constricted without genetically modified modified crops. So that's part of the PR that we, as a food industry, not just snacks, but a food industry, will attempt to educate the public on in the next 12 to 18 months. And obviously you said education is core, but we are still seeing hundreds of snack makers and broader food companies taking genetically modified organisms out and labeling things as non-GMO. Why are they doing it if the science is there and they feel strongly about keeping the ingredients in? A little term called class action suits. Uh, Just because it's uh, there and uh, that it's scientifically based doesn't prohibit somebody from uh, litigating about the unsafetyness or the dire consequences of those foods. And clearly in a litigious society that we have right now, whether you're right or wrong, that litigation costs hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. So if you can uh, do it, if you can, in effect, make your end product GMO-free at an attractive price, then it's a benefit to do it. The challenge is going to be uh, that there's never going to be a chance, a time, where food isn't going to need to have some type of scientific enhancements to be able to produce the volume that we need at the safe levels we need and at the cost that people can afford. Tom, I'm just thinking, if companies are going to do this and work on trying to get their products non-GMO, how then are they going to be able to backtrack and claim to educate consumers on the safety? Because from a consumer's point of view, they're going to be asking questions, well, why did you take them out? 
Well, I don't think it's any different than organic. For instance, most of our member companies have organic products on the marketplace. They also have ones that are quote-unquote non-organic. But we don't have to label those that are non-organic. Those are just our regular products. So there's nothing wrong with labeling a product you know, non-GMO, but you don't necessarily want to put the, you know, the Scarlet A or Scarlet GMO on your bag, which indicates that there's something wrong with that product. So I think there's room for both commodity trails into your product. It's just that, one, you need a standard policy of what consists, what determines a GMO or non-GMO product, and then one labeling direction, how to do it within the commerce of the United States. And then just to finalize, Tom, I mean, how do you want to see the GMO debate, all of the fuss around this topic, how do you want to see that come to an end and conclude? I think given uh, where we are today, and what our initiatives are, I think what we would like is a sanctioning body to be able to uh, give sanction and certification to non-GMO products, and that there is one labeling uh, dictum on how to label those products that is good for all of our 50-state commerce, and that once and for all the FDA defines what is genetically modified, and I'll throw natural in there as well. 